The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818-610-8088. This is your half-empty cup of joe. Pour a cup of this good-smelling coffee. It will taste as good as it smells. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquit and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup. Good morning and welcome the Thursday edition of the Half Empty Cup, Joe and Jason. Uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks, uh, been playing uh, a, a series uh, from the 1990s, uh, talking about really... Uh, who they are and, and how uh, banking works and, and the debt money system. And uh, we played the first two parts. And today, Jason, uh, we're going to play part three. It's a three-hour s- sort of uh, presentation in 1991. I'm guessing he did a lot of these. Uh, someone recorded this one. Uh, it's on BitChute. It's called How, if you want to write it down, because a lot of people will call and ask, How the Financial World Will Collapse, dash Don Fletcher Presentation, 1991. If you've been following, he's talking about uh, federal income taxes and about printing money and how we've doubled the money supply essentially every decade since the 1930s, especially, actually since 1913, but, and uh, makes a lot of sense, really kind of, Helps you understand the world that we actually live in, and so we we uh, we go we go commercial free essentially for most of the show, so we can uh, so Joe and I can have some comments if there's places to stop on, and uh, Joe the the third part gets even more crazier because he gets he puts more historical information and more context into this thing, and uh, for you know those of you who heard the other the other two parts we played last week, you know what happened to him in uh, 2002. You know, while trying to fight against, you know, the uh, the tyranny of the federal income tax, which was never passed uh, by Congress. You know, it was never legally ratified as something that we, you have to do. Uh, he didn't go deep into the part where the reason you have to pay it or you go to prison is because you and I, we've all volunteered to pay this tax. There is a way that you cannot pay federal income tax, but you have to essentially exist outside of society the way it's built today. But Donald Fletcher, will t- he tells you all this stuff, Joe. He tells you how the stuff that you've heard from me and from Joe for years about how there's always been a fight between the power to elite and control of the world and everybody else. So, uh, yeah, you're going to like it. I think he gets into the Bolsheviks and starts talking about uh, more of, of uh, income tax. It's it's really good information, Joe, and I just, uh, I'm glad that the audience has responded to it because this is the kind of information you need to, to learn Tells you why you got to buy gold and silver, why you got to take care of yourself financially, why you got to learn what they didn't teach you in school, Joe. Yeah, you know, one of the the, the great points that he makes in this is uh, you actually need the school system uh, 
right? To make you uh, think that uh, all of the things that they're doing uh, somehow is good and, and right like uh, hey you need the school system to be able to not tell you what inflation is right inflation is simple it, it's it's a very brief sentence right inflation is a very brief sentence printing of money right with no backing that's it that's inflation it's just that simple that's all it is but yet they they use the education system jason as a way to to really dump you know i hate to say right dumb us down well yeah he says he's got a good sense of humor if you haven't heard the the first two parts it's from uh, i think it was last week we played it on monday and Wednesday of last week. Those are the first two parts of this same presentation. But he's got a good sense of humor, and he, and he says it several times during the presentation. It takes four years of college for you to make economics uh, uh, complicated. <laughs> four years of college to make – that's what it takes to make economics uh, complicated. And then those people are – well, they went to college, so they know better than you, and uh, you just – you, the uh, the un, uneducated, you, the low educated, just go work a job and we'll take care of that money for you. And uh, that's why I like about guys like Don Fletcher. But, yeah, he went went to prison. The IRS put him in prison in 2002. He died in jail. Yeah, I think he was in his late 60s, so he wasn't a young guy at least. But died in, died in jail because, you know, the IRS put him there in 2004. So let's let's go ahead. This is the third part. Actually, in the video, he does have one-hour breaks for each of the, the people that are, you know, the audience that he's talking to. So this is the third hour. Here we go. I got muted. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay, so what we had, you guys are going to get tired of hearing this. <laughs> Okay, we had Paul Warburg running the Federal Reserve System in the United States, his brother Sidney running the Citibank in England, and his brother Max getting ready to run the city, the bank over in Germany, the, Re the Reichsbank. But at that time, before World War I, he was just simply the head of the British Secret Service, which is the position George Bush had before he was president over here. <laughs> well, moving right along. Okay, we find that there's a connection between the, the intelligence services and the banks uh, because it's imperative that the bank uh, be able to run the government. He runs it through these intelligence services. If you want to read Spycatcher, an excellent book by Peter, uh, uh, gosh, what's his name now? I can't think of his name. Peter Wright, okay, who is uh, the number two man in British intelligence, MI5, for 14 years, wrote a book and said that uh, his key contact during that period of time was a fellow named Victor Rothschild, and that, uh, that the, all of the, all of the, uh, the knowledge that, that MI5 would develop instantly went to the KGB in Russia. He couldn't figure out how that happened because all he told was Victor Rothschild. <laughs> I love when he puts that in there, Joe. All the information about how they're going to run the system to the, to the need to know immediately went to the so-called enemy country, so they knew everything, too. It's just, you know, I don't know how many times, Joe, you've heard me say it. it's all rigged together. We don't really have the enemies that we speak of. But anyways, I just had to throw that in. <laughs> and he was banned. He can't even come back to England. His pension was stolen. The Queen has a warrant for his arrest, and he's in Australia or something now. Uh, another book called uh, A Man Called Intrepid by uh, William Stevenson about how Roosevelt was entirely run by British intelligence before and during World War II. Every speech was cleared. Every, everything he said was, was cleared through British intelligence, and, and, the, and the scripts were written by them before Roosevelt said anything. So we find that through the banks, the... Uh, by the banks and through the intelligence services, the, the banks run the governments. It's extremely interesting to understand that. 
And of course, our friend George Bush has had some experience of that. All right. Now, and so I don't want to overlook that point. <laughs> uh, George is one of the boys. Okay. Now, so what they had to do is they had to get in Russia. So they had a fellow over here named Trotsky. Okay. Leon Trotsky. Trotsky uh, uh, had some. Uh, that was not his real name. His real name was something else. I forget what it was. Anyway, he had, it was some New York name, okay? <laughs> it was not Russian, okay? What he had was a bunch of hoodlums that he'd, that he'd recruited out of the east side over in New York, and he, he and they all changed their name to Russian, and then they went over in a boat with 20 millions of dollars from uh, Jacob Schiff, who was the senior partner of uh, Cuban Load Bank, and they started the, they met in uh, what was called Petrograd, which is today called Leningrad, and I guess they're going to change that again, but anyway. Uh, with a fellow named uh, 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 Lenin. Okay, now Lenin had come up, uh, had come from Germany, of course, uh, initially, and he was he was given six million dollars by Sidney Warburg from the British Bank through Alfred Milner. But anyway, uh, so what I want to point out is these banks entirely set up the conflict uh, that led to communism in, in Russia, and. Uh, so they went over and they started the Communist Party, and then they decided they'd have a little meeting with the Tsar. So the Tsar got together with his house, family, and and they went in and they machine gunned the entire Romanov family. Uh, and that's how you end a blood feud. <laughs> no problem. From then on, uh, they had a red star in Russia, and the Rothschild flew from the mast, and it's been there ever since. In case that was too fast for you, that, that was how the Bolsheviks took over in Russia and essentially uh, led us towards World War I with, the, uh, with Russia no longer being... Uh, an independent country outside the banking system. It's it's really important because it's how World War One became a war against just Germany, essentially the last of holdout of a, of a non-banked country you know, outside the system that was being put in place. All right, and the United States completely supported that with our tax money because the taxes started in 1913 and they couldn't start world communism until four years later. Somebody had to pay for it, you see, because communism is a defunct form of government. It can't produce anything. It is a parasite, and it's an interesting thing if you're into parasitology. A parasite has two things that he has to do. He has to make the host think that he's necessary, you see, and then also uh, he uh, has to uh, make the host ill. He has to make the host sick, so the host is unable to dislodge him, and next hour we'll talk about the AMA, okay, and things like that, okay, because we see that the food industry in this country and the water industry is not here to make us well, is it? A, a, a sick host is always easier to control. The parasite requires his host to be ill, and so we run around with all these things, with Anison constantly being advertised on TV and all this garbage, and uh, we're just, uh, you know, health is something we're really not into until, some guys think it's in L.A. are, but that's, that's about it. The rest of the world isn't too interested as back to the meat and potatoes and fluoridation. All right. I mean, it does kill germs. It also kills rats. <laughs> okay. So you'll have good teeth on your skeleton. <laughs> okay. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Who wants to die with bad teeth? Okay, so we have Trotsky he went over and started this whole nonsense over there. And so we find that, of course, it was, it was set up the entire uh, thing in Russia and so forth. I just wanted to show you how the banking sets all this up. I think we can go into lots of details. There's, at the end of the, of the program here, I think Guy is going to go into some of the books that are available. The best books that I know of, the three best books that I'd recommend reading are, number one, The Unseen Hand by Ralph Epperson. It gives you a great panorama. See, it's necessary before you get into the specifics to see the whole panorama. Just to know what part of this canyon are you in now, you know, when you read some little specific item, okay? Then the next, the next book I would recommend reading would be uh, Secrets of the Federal Reserve by Eustace Mullins. And uh, then there's a little pamphlet back there called uh, Billions for the Bankers. It only takes a few minutes to read it. It kind of gives you a quick picture. 
um, you know, if you just have a little bit of time, the, the, uh, the unseen hand will take you a long time to read. But it's, it's, uh, it's very uh, profitable reading. You'll understand a lot more after you finish it. There are, then there's about 200 other books that we have in a book list. That Once you, once you read those, then you kind of have the overview. You can see what area you're interested in and go for it. Different, different people are interested in different areas, you know. And uh, so those are the, that's kind of what I would say for an overview. Okay. Uh, then, of course, we had World War I, and then we had World War II. When World War I, of course, got Russia into the communist fold and uh, put all the eastern banks, which were not too subservient to the Rothschild, that was the result of World War II, was we went in and we, made, we gave all the eastern European countries to uh, the Rothschild Bank after World War II, and the United States comes back. The United States now has a function. Uh, if you go back to, it's interesting, if you really go back into the roots of this thing, uh, you go back into the Talmud, which was, a, which was written in, in Babylon, and strangely enough, in the year 1040, uh, <coughs> I don't know if there's a coincidence there or if that's just another plan. Okay? But anyway, uh, and it, it, it says that, uh, of course, the Gentiles, which are your non-Jewish uh, uh, people, were just dogs. They're just, they're, they're just the slaves and so forth, and they're to, to work for their master. And, and I have dogs. I have, I have a German shepherd, very nice dog, and he goes with me everywhere. And his job is to protect his master, and he does a good job. The job of the United States now is to protect its master. So wherever its master has problem, whether it's Iran, Vietnam, or Korea, wherever, we go there and protect our master. Isn't that interesting? Our master is the Federal Reserve System. The United States is, is the colonial army for the Bank of London. And we've been the colonial army for the Bank of London since 1913. If you don't understand our foreign policy, that's uh, because you don't understand banking. You see, the policy isn't really all that foreign. <laughs> it, it's actually bank policy. It's not foreign policy. And we go wherever the bank wants us to go. So wherever the boys with the bank have a little need, uh, well, then our boys go and we die and we bleed for that need. Is this now we understand the military. Uh, it's, it's too bad. The reason that we're talking about it is because maybe if more people know something about it, we can solve the problem. Okay? Now, so that's, uh, now that we discussed the military, we discussed World War I, we discussed World War II, Korea, Vietnam, so forth. Somebody is making some money, or it simply doesn't happen. Okay, now, so what we see was that in 1913, a switch was made. We switched from the Constitution to the Manifesto. Uh, your senators here, your congressmen, uh, some of them are exceptions, of course, have generally voted entirely for the Manifesto. They will not make any decision accidentally in favor of the Constitution at any time. Okay, and so it's important that we understand this because we want to know. It's interesting, Joe. He's saying this back in 1991. You know, back then I wasn't thinking about any of this stuff, but I'm on the air. Very, very similar. That's what I say is that, you know, the, the, our, our our government is not there to do anything for citizenry. It's there for the powered elite, the bankers, the financial interests that put them there. Here is here's uh, Don Fletcher saying the same thing, Joe. You know, when uh, Jay Powell was on 60 Minutes, uh, they asked him about the 2% inflation target. And uh, the and I don't think the guy asking the question actually knew what he was asking, but he said, well, well how come you guys use that? You know what his answer was? I don't know. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Did he really right? say that? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was his answer. Right, I, 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 his I don't, answer which, was I don't course, know. Right, because of course he didn't know. Right, because they made it up. Right, because well, it just <laughs> sounded good to them. Right, it, how does inflation benefit any of us? It never does. Right, because again, inflation, the the printing of money, right, 
which causes the money you've already made to be worth less. It causes the money you're making right now to be worth less. Why in that? Why in in this green earth would any of us decide that yes, inflation's a good thing, right? And and two percent somehow's the magic number. And of course, wouldn't all of us love it if it was only two percent right now? Look how bad it is. Uh, but yeah, well, how come? Oh, I don't know, right? And and, and he was just being honest because yeah. he didn't know, right? I I thought I don't know was not even a, an allowed answer to any questions from the Fed. <laughs> I thought it had to be something like. Well, well, we'll go where the uh, info takes us, or the, the, the data, right? I, I thought, follow the data, the, yes. It, it was, we'll follow the, the data. The data told us to do it. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go with more Don Fletcher. Which country our representative is representing us to? You see, because if he's representing us to America too, well, there isn't much point. And if he's not representing us to America one, and he doesn't know anything about it, then we should either tell him or get somebody in who does know something about it, because that's where the solution uh, comes also but it comes from within us the solution doesn't come from out there and it doesn't come from them it comes from you and it comes from me and it's tremendous this power you see it's tremendous power this is the the power which enables david to kill goliath this is the the ultimate solution to all problems it, as soon as you can do it then you'll take care of it reminds me of the aesop fable of the, the sparrows that were in the field and the, the mother came back one day and the bird said oh they're all excited that that the, the farmer was out with all of his neighbors and they were going to mow the field and they'd have to go. And the mother bird says, no, don't worry, we, we're safe. And so about a week later, the birds came back and they said, well, you know, it's really, the farmer was out here with his sons and they said that they were going to come back tomorrow and, 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 and mow the field. And the mother said, no, uh, we're not going to worry about that. Said, don't worry. And so the next week, uh, the farmer came out and or the birds, the little bird said, Mother, the farmer came out and he said, and he was all alone. He says, Well, tomorrow he's going to come out and cut the field. And she says, Now, she says, Children, we have to move. <laughs> you see, as long as the farmer was relying on someone else to do it, it would never get done. <laughs> That's probably a 3,000 year old story, okay? It's just as true then as it is today, okay? If you're waiting for somebody else to do it, it ain't going to happen. You're just kidding yourself, okay? If you decide you're going to do it, aha then something will get done, okay? And that's the story of human nature. All right, so what we're going to be talking about here is some information, hopefully, that can be given to you that will enable something for you to do, okay? And something for me to do. This is what I do. You may do something else, okay? <laughs> oh, we got markers. Doug, try to erase markers, bullet point, okay? All right. Well, let's take a look at this now. <clears throat> When the Communist Manifesto came in, it was the exact opposite of the Constitution because it abolished private property. And it, uh, of course, did this through taxes and inflation. Okay, and we drew the chart showing the taxes and inflation when we started exactly what's happening. So it's kind of irrefutable that this is happening. Okay, now, what do we do to protect ourselves against this? Okay, the taxes and the inflation basically hit anybody who owned private property. Okay? So anybody who owns private property, oh, this is great. Anybody who owns private, let's start over. Okay, so anybody who owns private property, okay, will have a problem. <laughs> All right, 
Now, here's how the boys in the bank, when they introduced the income tax in 1913, by 1908, from 1905 to 1908, they solved all of their problems. Because by the time their program was implemented in 1913, they didn't, listen, this, write this down, they didn't have any income and they didn't have any assets. How can you do that? Well, I was careful. I remember my daughter when she was in school and she came home in the second grade. She was all excited. She said she learned some magic. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, she's, uh, what, 34 now, I guess, and she's got her master's degree. She works as a, a pretty important job. But in, in, uh, in, uh, in, when she was in second grade, she came home and she learned this, this magic thing. She goes, look at this. She goes, da 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 Okay, now, okay, we have just, we have just described central banking. <laughs> That's all you need to know about central banking. Okay, how do you make ownership so it's not ownership? It's magic. Watch. It's called trust. What does a trust do? A trust makes it so you don't own the property. Now, let me ask you, would you rather own your car or drive your car? Which would you rather do? Because drive means you're in control. See, somebody once said the definition of a pedestrian is someone who has a teenage child. Well, all right, so notice what happens. See, owning the car doesn't do you any good if the car is never home. <laughs> so ownership really isn't where it's at. It's you want to control the car, right? So watch the dichotomy. There is a dichotomy between ownership and control. Control you want. Ownership, nah, just a problem liabilities and a lot of work see so the ownership of your property now is called your whatever property you have goes into what the latin term here is for corpus means body so you have a body and you grant or create you are the creator or the grantor here and you grant this corpus into a trust now that means that you're going to have two trustees of a minimum of two trustees so you're going to have trustee one you got to have trustee two okay and you've got to have some type of a beneficiary now we won't get into all what can be who or anything here because that's another another story. Another hour, okay? Now, what you've done here is that you have just divested yourself of ownership. You don't own anything anymore. You say, well, that's fine. But I didn't work for my stuff just so I could give it away, right? Okay? So what we want to do now is have the creator come over here. Remember we talked about Oliver Cromwell? He said, we don't want a king in England. We want a protector. Well, under English law, you have what's called a protector. The protector now of a trust all he does is hire and fire trustees. That's all he does. Now, uh, the protector also has you as the manager, possibly here, and you in turn have other agents and so forth, and all you do is you write the checks and decide where the money's spent, okay? That's all. Okay, notice that what we have over here is control. Isn't that interesting? Over here we have ownership, okay? So what you do by setting up a trust is you divest yourself of the ownership, but you retain control. Are we having fun? You now drive the thing, you just don't have to pay the bills. <laughs> it's like being a kid all over again, remember? Okay. <laughs> all right. What you do is you divest yourself of the control. Now, the, the income tax doesn't apply to control. <laughs> Nobody has to pay an inheritance tax when he controls something. It's only when he owns something. Now, who owns the trust? And the answer is nobody. It's in trust. 
Now listen, let's take da 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 Ready? This takes some real deep understanding. <laughs> when this thing is in trust, nobody owns it. Because it's being held for somebody. Now, when the trust buys a piece of property for 100000 and it sells it for 100000 it doesn't have any capital gains tax because it didn't own the property. Are we having fun? <laughs> Get it? No tax. No tax. Look, Mom, no tax, okay? This is hot. This is hot. There is no tax because there is no ownership. This is what the boys did in 1908 before they took in their manifesto as to replace the Constitution in 1913. This is the antidote. If you're ever out in the woods, you get poison oak or something, there's always an oak tree. If you take off the bark of the oak tree and there's sap on the inside, that's the antidote to the, to the, to the stuff that burns your skin. And it will, it will neutralize the burn that the leaf gives you. Is this fun? See, because the leaf really isn't oak. The leaf is a little plant. What the oak is the next to it, that's what cures it. Are we having fun? See, there's always in nature an antidote for every problem. Okay, the antidote to taxes is trust. Okay? Now, they did something else, too. Okay? That's the first thing. We won't go into it anymore here, uh, except that towards the end, I'll explain what our program is and, and how it works. And I think Guy's got another program that runs along. Hey, you know, free country, free world here, okay? But, uh, and you, you, can, you can do kind of whatever you want to on that score, but or you can see somebody else. You know, you don't have to deal with us. All we want to do is give you the information to put you in control. That's all. Okay. This is not too good. <laughs> Come off. Okay, there we go. I like the color, though. That's a neat color. Okay. Now, the other thing he did was he said, okay, if you have a job, okay, what they did here, they said, if you've got a job, for example, okay, you have what's called a gross income, and that's where the term comes from because it's usually pretty gross, <laughs> and then you have your tax withheld, and, and then you have your net. So if you make $50,000 in a job, or your family makes $50,000, you have about 32000 of it missing because that's your money withheld. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, 18000 with missing, excuse me. You have about 18000 of this missing, okay, which represents about 40% of your paycheck missing, and you end up with 32000 this is, I've just described to you the average guy in L.A. in the year 1991. Okay? Now, that's, that's what income tax does and, and Social Security does to this guy. Okay? He's, he's pretty soon going to be up in the 60% missing and the 70%. I think Sweden's already in 80% or, you know, hear all these stories. This guy's locked in. He doesn't know that he's in control. If he doesn't know he's in control, then he's not. Okay, what they did was they, they set up another thing over here called business. This is important because this is, what, this is what got business to back the income tax in 1913 after it wouldn't back it for 66 years. Why would business back it? Why would business be in favor of income tax? doesn't make any sense. Aha, and thus we know more. Okay, what they did was they said, okay, you've got a gross income here, and now you deduct your expenses, and then you end up with your net, and then you pay your tax. Okay? And the flow goes something like that. Okay, notice there is one big difference between a business and a job, isn't there? And that is an extra box. One has four boxes and one has three boxes. This is a test. 
Okay, now, if the businessman, what's the value of the box? Well, if the businessman makes $50,000 on paper, he will spend $50,000, won't he? That is not hard. You don't have to lose the money. You just trade it from cash to some property or some some type of an asset. And the, trans, the, the transfer of, of property from one form to another is a deduction, isn't it? You don't have to lose it. Just transfer it. <laughs> Donald Trump, can I do that? He's got this divorce coming, so he's transferring all the poor guys broke. You see, all of a sudden? Okay. <laughs> he didn't lose his property. He's transferring it, isn't he? He's not stupid. <laughs> Just having a divorce. Okay, now. Okay, now his net, so the net here is zero and the tax is zero, isn't it? Now, which group would you rather be in? Take your time. Okay, see, notice what we're learning here. Okay, this guy not only can keep all his money, he gets to spend it and he pays no tax. This guy only gets 60% of it, and he's taxed on 100% of it. <laughs> he's, look at it, he's taxed the money he doesn't even get. But he thinks this is a great deal because he's been to school and he's adjusted. <laughs> what does that mean? That means that his employer takes out $20,000, you see, and when he files his tax, he's only got $18,000 to pay, and Joe Lunchbucket gets a $2,000 refund. Is he happy? Oh, ecstatic. That is a week in Hawaii with his wife. And he's happy. He can hardly wait till next year. <laughs> so if you go, if you go. Pretty interesting, huh, it, Joe? It, 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 it is pretty interesting uh, that he's talking about $2,000. Hey, that's a week's vacation with his wife in Hawaii. Uh, uh, not anymore, is it, right? they got to remember. So the, the uh, reference is uh, the, the same thing with, I, I just described the typical guy in, L, the average guy in L.A., right, made uh, $60,000, right? Yeah. Uh, if you make $60,000 in L.A., you're called homeless, right? I mean, that's kind of uh, where we're at today. But it's interesting how he shows you how the Federal Reserve Act and the uh, the federal income tax got passed in 1913. Because as he mentioned, since the time of, of the Civil War, they've been pushing, pushing, pushing. And you wonder, well, you know, you got to wonder you know, on the basis, just like the one question: Why is it the War of 1812? You know, if someone just sits there and looks at why, why does that war have a year on it? Well, because in, 19, in 1811. America, the, the government of America got rid of the, of the central bank. And thus, in 1911, get rid of the central bank. In 1812, the boats come over and the war starts. Here you got the, uh, you know, you got to ask why. It's like, why did they pass the Federal Reserve Act? You know, once a lot of the competitors of voting against it were off on Christmas holiday. But then well, what about the rest of them? Wealthy business interested people. It's like, well, you're telling me that I'll be safe and my constituents that donate money to my campaign funds, they'll be safe as the businessmen. And anybody that I want to be safe, I could tell them this. But, uh, you know, everybody else will, will, will bear the weight. That, that actually enriches me. So the ones that voted for it, Joe, they knew what they were getting into. He's, he's telling you, look, this is, this is a way for you to enrich yourselves on the back of everybody else. It's why it's so bad. It's why this is so bad. It's a rigged game, and uh, why was Don Fletcher out there doing this? He understood the rigged game, right, Joe? He, he very much so, and, and uh, rigged is, it, that's a kind word. Uh, th th this was, and again, I, I love how he talks about, hey, they, they have to use the educational system to convince you 
that you, you're, you know, the, that that's wrong. Oh no, no, it wasn't because of that, right? That and 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 get people uh, to believe that they're actually here to to help them, which is the exact opposite of of what it is that they actually do. Absolutely. Here we go. Let's go a little more here. With uh, if you if you just caught on late and you're like, what is? Who is this? What is this? This is Don Fletcher. It's a presentation in 1991, telling you how it works very eloquently. With with, and I love the humor. You know, you maybe get tired of his little laugh uh, after listening for an hour, but I, I don't because uh, it's, the, it's the same mojo I have. You know, we, we, Joe gives me the bad news at nine o'clock every every day, and I, I laugh at some of it because. What are you going to do? I, I, can't, I can't, I'm not going to be a, some guy that's going to go out of his mind and do a, you know, do a mass shooting because I'm going out of my mind. You got to figure out better ways to handle this stuff. And so laugh it off because if you're a slave, you're a slave, right, Joe? If you're, if you're in a position that's bad, this is what Don Fletcher said. Get out of your position. Figure it out. There is a system. Figure it out. So there we go. Let's just play a little more here. Go to the mall with your little clipboard and you ask people if they've got tax problems, you're going to find out they're going to say, oh, no, last year we got some back. <laughs> that is adjustment. That's totally adjusted. Okay. Now, what, what, what it takes to, to illustrate this was a story I think I read in the paper one time about a fellow back in Tennessee who had gone hunting. He had been hunting, and he couldn't. He'd, he'd got lost. It was in the fall. The year was beginning to snow, and he couldn't find his way home. He couldn't find anything to eat. He couldn't find water. He was in terrible shape. So at the end of the fourth day, he, he, as this account went in the newspaper, he cut off his dog's tail, and he made soup. And, and while he was eating the soup, the dog came over and looked rather mournful. So he gave the dog some of the soup, and he said that out of gratitude, the dog licked his hand. And I thought, that's it. That's, that's the closest thing I can think of to actually having a tax refund. Okay, so what we did... <laughs> So what we did, so what we did is we thought, well, we'd have a, <laughs> so we thought we'd put a seminar together and show people how to re retain their entire anatomy every payday. Okay. Now, and so you see, if a guy, if a guy is happy with the system, it means one thing, he doesn't understand it. We do that or he's got a degree. <laughs> okay. Now, so, so what we found here was that, uh, that the average guy gets up and, okay, leaves his house here. He leaves his home at point A. And Sometimes, you know, I feel like I could just listen to this all day long. It's like swimming in good information. <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's hard not to enjoy it. In the morning, okay, and he drives to point B, you know, which is his work. And then at 4.30, he comes back again. You ever notice this? Murphy has some new laws on it. He says, if you're a commuter, for example, he said, the lane you're in will be the slowest lane. And his corollary to that is unless you should change lanes. Okay, now, so what happens here is that this guy does this every day now, 40, 40 hours a week, and after 40 hours every week, he's broke. So what does he do? What's his response? Next week he does the same thing. I mean, like, this guy really doesn't catch on that this is not the solution to this problem. Okay, 40 years later, this guy's still doing this, okay? So we call it the 40-40 plan because he's broke after 40 hours every week, and after 40 years he gets to be broke permanently. It's never dawned on him, this isn't the solution to his problem. Because <laughs> he's adjusted, you see. Now, and, and there are some fringe benefits, like two weeks out of every year, this guy can go about 150 miles from home because that's where his nearest relative is and that's all the money he has, okay? <laughs> and then he comes back and he repeats this process for another 50 weeks. Is this guy happy? Mm-hmm. Very happy, you see? So we thought, well, how could we explain it? So, so we got, some people call this the rat race, you know? So we, we thought, well, we'll get some hamsters, put them in there, see what happens. So we did some surveys, and we found that an interesting thing, that if we put a hamster in a cage, he does exactly the same thing. He runs around in his little wheel. 
So the only difference we discovered, by the way, was we found if we ever left this little guy out for two weeks, he never came back. <laughs> and so... He just said that rats are smarter than people, Joe. I mean, it's uh, it's a harsh truth because we know a lot of people listening. We have jobs. This is just what we do, right? But he said, look, the rat does the same thing. He runs in the wheel for all his life. He's in, in, in for nothing. You know, he's stuck in the same place. But the difference is if you open the door to the rat cage and let him out, he never comes back. Whereas the average person, they're stuck with that job, Joe. Right. I mean, look, look at COVID. Look at the COVID lockdowns. Uh, what happened... Uh when uh, they they threatened the job that you know barely allows them uh, what they have, uh, and, and next thing you know, they're rolling up their sleeves. Right here, you go, shoot me up. And I'll say one thing about people working jobs: uh, a job is not a bad thing. So that's not what we're presenting here. I don't think Don uh, Fletcher would tell you it's bad. Uh, you got to learn how to do something and do it well. You know, uh, I remember before I joined Patriot years ago, and Joe had a show, and he, uh, he mentioned that uh, his, his highest-paying customer at the time was a drywaller. You know, Joe, I don't know if you remember the drywaller. I, I, I've never met him. I haven't been to Arizona. But the guy learned drywall. He learned how to become a businessman doing drywall, and he had a fantastically successful business as a drywall business and started buying tons of gold from Patriot. So uh, a job is not a bad thing. It's just something you don't want to be trapped in. So, anyways, let's let's continue. Oh, do you have, you have a comment? Yeah, sure. Well, I was just going to say the the job got worse with the invention of the income tax, right? Because now all of a oh, sudden, yeah. hey, yeah, hey, I'm Can't working and they're taking a bunch of my money from me. Yeah, remember what he said in the first part we played. You know, they came to America because they got to earn earn their money and keep it. And that's why America was, was such a fantastic country because over here they put a system together where you can work hard and, and, and move forward and you got to keep what you produced. You get to keep whatever your inventions provided you. So, yeah, ab absolutely. So we thought, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what we were able to learn from our experiments is that apparently one of the species is more intelligent. <laughs> thought well now what really really what is the difference what is the difference between this guy and this guy and it came up this guy's been to school <laughs> he's adjusted this guy's not adjusted you see the problem see so <laughs> so we have to we have to triumph over our adjustment here okay now so what we're talking about is that this guy never really realizes this is available over here okay so if we look at it more closely now see if we can get this erased not easy working on it okay is that about 95 percent of the people in the country this guy was talking about is are over here and only five percent are over here isn't that interesting see because only five percent of the people know about this you see i have a lot of fun with trust see because every time you present a trust somebody this guy's gonna come up with well, if you can do this how come everybody doesn't do it and I'll say, you know, that's a very good, you know, being a salesman, don't you? That's an excellent question, sir. That's an excellent question, sir. Tell me, why didn't you do this last week? <laughs> and he says, I didn't know about it. I says, you just answered your own question. You just answered your own question. Nobody knows about it. Okay. See, and that's the answer. Because in all of the schooling, in all of the news media, in all of the publications, this is never mentioned because the Federal Reserve System doesn't like it. Got it? And if it doesn't like it, you don't see it. But aren't you glad we don't have censorship in this country? Oh boy, you see? 
This thing is run entirely. To hear him talk about these things, Joe, from 33 years ago, right? He's talking censorship in 19. I, when I talk to people and customers and, and, and their listeners, I tell them that this thing was bought and paid for decades and decades ago. We, we lost complete control in 1933. I felt like between 1913 and 1933, there was some room to get it fixed, and uh, the American citizenry, you know, they, they didn't see it. But uh, to hear him in 1991 saying the same stuff that we talk about, Joe, is, is kind of chilling, right? Well, and and again, it's 1991. This thing, it, it started in 1913, right? Yep. And, and think about how long it has been. And, and really, uh, you know, the big push then was everyone had to graduate high school. And then then what happened? You know, oh, Alan Greenspan, you're going to be left behind without your college degree, right? They, they had to keep inundating you with it. And, of course, now look, fast forward to today. We're starting to see college enrollments decline, right? We're starting to see all this. You know, one of the things as he was talking about, hey, the more educated you are, the you know, I, and I agree with this. I feel like the people that that have less education, you know, maybe maybe they went to college, uh, you know, they graduated high school, but maybe they went to college or they, you know, they weren't, uh, you know, at Harvard and Yale and, and all these other things, and, and maybe they went a year or two or whatever. But a lot of those guys turn out to be entrepreneurs, right? They, they'll take more risks yeah. because you know, I you know, we're uneducated type of a thing, right? You know, the the that whole system is designed uh, for only a handful of people to have the majority of the wealth. It's absolutely true, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's just let's just continue on. Well, you're listening to Don Fletcher, a presentation in 1991. In case you joined us late, uh, we're going to continue on. Only for the benefit of our lender. This is not good for the lender, and that's why you don't learn it. Okay. Now, how we get out of this thing is we learn some things. Is this fun? We learn some things, okay? Now, remember Paul Warburg back there? He said, well, we're going to set up two kinds of people, guys with business, guys with jobs. Okay, what he did was he designed two kinds of forms. Okay, so we're learning that there's two kinds of people. There's a business and there's a job. Okay, now, what is the difference, basically? Well, let's take a look at this. First of all, we're going to define what a business is. I like to be very basic in my definitions. It reminds me of the football coach. Every spring practice, he'd hold the first thing he would do every spring practice out in the field, he'd hold up a football and he'd say, Gentlemen, this is a football. And finally, one guy showed up in the last row and he said, Hold it, coach. He said, Not so fast. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to try not to go too fast this morning. Okay. Okay, what is a business? Okay, okay. now I'm, I'm going to spare you the agony of my opinions. I'm not even going to read what Webster says because we don't care. Here's what the Congress tells us a business is because it writes the IRS, the Internal Revenue Code, the IRC. See, notice this, Internal Revenue Code equals law. Okay? It's written by Congress. It's important to understand these things. IRS represents an interpretation. Okay? And it's called regulation. Get the difference? That's what they think the law says, but it's, they're not sure because it hasn't been to court yet. <laughs> they don't want their definitions to go to court because it may change. Because they make most of their money down here. They don't make it up here. Now, the reason that a tax, uh, that a, okay, you've heard of tax attorneys, you can't even find them in the yellow page, what are tax attorneys? Well, tax attorneys work for corporations, and they tell the president how to operate up here, 
You don't want to work by IRS opinion. You're going to come out on the short end of the stick, aren't you? But yet, all we ever see in H&R Block classes, we call it Preparation H&R. Okay, all these things, what, all, all you hear is that they teach this. They're really not teaching this. You see? Now, in order to be free, you've got to know what the truth is. That's what Jesus said. Show the truth, truth to make you free, okay? You didn't know he was talking about IRS, did you? Okay? Now, so what happens here is he's way ahead of his time. <laughs> okay, so what happens here is that, yes, we have to go back to the source. We have to see what in the world are these definitions, because we know what Orwell says, that you know, a definition benefits the, the, the powers that be. Remember, if you, if you print the money, it's called counterfeiting, and if, if, if the bank prints it, it's called inflation. See, the definition is not what's being done, it's who's doing it. <laughs> oh boy, he calls this doublespeak, or doublethink. See, and, and he was a dyed-in-the-wool communist, or a socialist, okay? And he said, now listen, it's important where Dorwell's coming from, because he's not a very positive type of guy. He said on his deathbed that the, the history of man, or the future of man, because he, he didn't believe there's any solution to this, the history of man under socialism is a man's face with a boot on it. And that's, the hist that's what we have to look forward to. That's what he had to look forward to. Well, thankfully, he didn't know anything, okay? Because I don't think he ever read the Bible, okay? But, you see, that's what you look at when you just look at what IRS says. Because that's exactly what they're talking about, okay? We're going to go to the law. And we're going to talk about the difference here between the two later on here. Okay, remember, the regulation is just simply their interpretation. Well, I can have my... I could have actually print a regulation and go and say, here's what my regulation says. It'd be just as good as theirs, wouldn't it? Because neither one of them went through Congress. <laughs> Get it? Now, the world is living under this interpretation, and it's wrong. And many, many, most of the time, it's wrong. Okay? So, in the, in the, going under the law now, going under the law, the law says that a business as any endeavor has a profit motive and economic activity. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means that, you, that you're trying to make money, and you've either spent some money or you made some money or both. Well, that's not too hard. Now, the regulation comes along. Now, what they're saying now in the regulation for, are, are the things like you have to make a profit three out of five years. Well, notice the law doesn't say that. And as a result, we see some interesting things. Lockheed, for example, hasn't made a net profit since 1938. IRS has not declared it a hobby. You <laughs> say, how can that be? Well, they have a tax department, and they know what they operate under the America 1, which is the law. America 2 is the regulation. Get the picture? Which country do you want to belong to? It's up to you. The control comes from within you, but the education system is designed to make it so you don't have the option, because if you don't ever hear of anything, you don't have the option. A guy named Perry once said it's impossible to be ignorant and free at the same time. Because, because if you don't know what, what the options are, you can't be free. <laughs> the, 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 the public education countries make sure you have no options. Okay? Now if I taught this class over here at USC, well, I'd be thrown out because the function of that college president is to make sure no education occurs on the premises, isn't it? That's his job. What college president's ever been fired because the education was poor? I mean, it's only if it's too much, right? <laughs> if he's radical, you see, that's too much information. Shows up as radical, rad, rad. Okay, okay. So they operate on these regulations. Well, okay, we don't want to operate for United Airlines, for example. I, this is incredible. United Airlines, okay, since 1947 has not made a profit. You know, we're talking, what, 40, what, 44 years? These guys have been operating an airline in the red. How can you operate for 44 years an airline doesn't make any money? The answer is, 
Joe Lunchbucket gives them his taxes. It's called a subsidy. Well, you'd think those guys were friendly, wouldn't you? Okay, so notice what we're learning here. See, these guys have been running this airline on other people's money. Well, hey, it's called taxes, you see? Now, here's the thing. I flew down yesterday on Pan Am. Pan Am's an interesting airline. Pan Am, now listen, is being bought by United. <laughs> now, how can a company has made money for 40 years, four years buy another airline? <laughs> <laughs> Some things they didn't teach us at Harvard, huh? Get the picture? These boys don't ever operate at a profit. That's the last thing you ever want to do. Isn't that fun? Got it? Okay, because if they got a profit, they simply buy another airline. <laughs> Whoops, in the red again. <laughs> well, more subsidies. <laughs> See? And this is where our money goes. This is incredible. Okay, now, profit motive economic activity. All right, let's take a look at this now because there's two forms, one for the guy with the business and one for the guy with the job because these forms are invented by Paul Warburg. If you take a look at the first form in 1913, it's, it's totally intelligible. You can recognize it instantly because it looks so much like the form in 1990s and also the form in the 2000s. And the form in 2003, when all private property would be confiscated except for the 5%. Because that's what it's coming down to. You got your choice. Which boat do you want to ride on? You want the Titanic or you want the life raft? <laughs> Titanic's a lot more popular. More people on it. <laughs> okay. Do not be in the band because they played near my God to the as the ship sank. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, what happens here? Okay. You had a form called 1040. Okay. Here's a 1040 form. You've probably seen one before. That was the year the Talmud was written. Oh, good advice. Okay, now, so what happens here? <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> now, so what we have here is wages. Okay, $50,000. Okay, if you don't have any adjustments, then the adjusted gross is going to be $50,000. Not too hard to figure out, is it? The reverse side over here goes something like this. You have this $50,000 carried forward, and now you have your deductions. You've got your... Uh, your your uh, exemptions. Your let's say you're married. You got your standard deductions, fifty-two hundred. You've got your exemptions. Let's say there's four in the family, and there's twenty fifty times four. This changes every year, but you're looking at what about nine thousand dollars or something like this. Okay, now you've got thirteen thousand two hundred dollars here that you deduct from your fifty thousand, which gives you something like uh, thirty. What is it? Thirty-six thousand eight hundred dollars. And your tax on that now for federal and state is going to be about ten thousand dollars. Not bad, is it? See, that's what the average guy's tax return looks like, something in that area. Okay? Now, if you have a job. Now, if on the other hand you have a business, then you have, an, remember they had an extra box? Well, you, the extra box comes with an extra form. Sort of like Cracker Jacks, you open this box up, boom, another form. And we have here what's called a Schedule C, Schedule D, it's called Schedule E, Schedule F, Schedule K, all these different schedules called Schedule C. Name and address of your business. Hmm, doesn't take long for this one to Right now, I think what these pens need to do is sit upright. That would be better. I think there's ink in. It's just at the other end. <laughs> now, um, so we have here uh, income. Okay, here's the income that this business makes. And it has expenses, doesn't it? We have expenses. And we have net. So let's assume you start a business and you actually make $3,000. How much money could you spend? Well, you had the $3,000 from your business you could spend, and theoretically you had the uh, $50,000 from your job you could spend, right? 
because they work together. Now, let's suppose you didn't really spend all of your money. Let's just assume here that you spent, uh, well, let's pick a number at random. Uh, let's say you spent uh, uh, $39,800. And you subtract your three from that, and it's $36,800, isn't it? You had a loss. Is that right? Something like that? Is that right? No, something like that. Okay, I never was good at math. I could never figure it out. I could only figure out taxes. Okay, now, so what we have here is your business now. Okay, your business now, what does it have? It has a loss of $36,800. Now, i got to ask you a quick question. If you made $50,000, is it conceivable you could have spent thirty-six of it? See, we're not asking you to do anything you didn't do last year, are we? Only we're asking you to account for it differently. Instead of having personal expense, because you remember your Schedule A says personal itemized expenses? Oh, bad. Have Schedule C, business expense. <laughs> The power is in the sea. Okay? Don't go to Schedule A. Okay, now, what happens? Okay, this changes. So now what have you got? you got something like $13,200, don't you? Can you see what's coming? Okay, you got $13,200. Now you subtract from that your $13,200, and that comes out something like zero. And your tax on that is zero. Got it? It's no more complicated than second-grade magic. It's about as complicated as that. And some people won't believe me. We went to a meeting last night in the mortgage meeting. I loved his approach. He says, some people aren't going to believe you can get an interest-free mortgage. He says, for those of you who don't believe it, we have, we have a plan for you. It's to go out the rest of your life and pay interest. <laughs> See, if you don't believe this, that's fine. Because all that means is that you're going to pay tax the rest of your life. <laughs> We're coming up to the end of the hour, Jack. Hopefully, you got the uh, you got the thing up and running for us. But uh, uh, Jack, Joe, we're going to hit the, uh, the station ID and everything. But uh, good information, right? I mean, for some people, they know this stuff, but a lot of people don't. Stop yeah, a- absolutely. We'll be right back. Stay with something. us. Stop To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Free college, energy, mortgages, <laughs> whatever you like, you have come to the right place. Why? I'll tell you why. Who can take your money? Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. A twinkle in their eye. 
some other guy. The government. The government. The government can. The government can. And who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Who can tax the trees? Let you run a business and collect up all the fees. The government. And who can give a bailout? Tell us to behave. And make the founding fathers roll over in the grave. The government. Oh, the government can. And the government can. Cause they mix it up. Well, as I make it all taste good. Mountain High Floors has been Northern Colorado and Southern Wyoming's floor experts for over 30 years. Whether you need new hardwood, sand and finish, laminates, or tile and stone, Mountain High Floors will give you the unsurpassed quality and service you deserve. We do residential, commercial, and custom work. Call 970-545-2844, mention KHNC, and get a 10% discount up to $200. Again, that's 970-545-2844. Oh, and again. If you've ever been frustrated or frightened by a cut or a nosebleed that won't stop bleeding or had an emergency where bleeding can't be controlled, you need Bleed Stop. It's a safe-in-the-wound, non-stinging, FDA-cleared powder that's clinically proven to quickly and easily stop bleeding even for severe wounds and for people on blood thinners or people with nosebleeds. My oldest son cut himself with a knife quite badly, and we had Bleed Stop with us, and we put it on the wound, and it stopped the bleeding. Bandages don't do much to stop the bleeding, certainly not if you're on a blood thinner. Bleed Stop works. Simply put Bleed Stop onto any cut or wound, apply pressure, and watch the bleeding stop. Easy to apply. It doesn't burn. It doesn't sting. Take away your bleeding fear. Bleed Stop absolutely works even if you're on blood thinners or suffer from nosebleeds. Bleed Stop is used in emergency rooms across the country. Bleed Stop only works if you have it on hand. Imagine what Bleed Stop can do for a serious cut. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Get yours today. 
Hey folks, The Rev here. Urban Survival is more than just a well-stocked pantry. It's preparations for contingencies that separate winners from losers. Be sure to attend the Longmont Survival Expo, March 2nd and 3rd at the Boulder County Fairground. It's Northern Colorado's premier event featuring thousands of survival products and subject matter experts. The event will be held in the Exhibit Building at 9595 Nelson Road, Longmont, Colorado. Phone number 970-581-5231. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970-800-3693. This is your... Half empty cup of Joe. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquint and Jason Walker because half a cup is better than no cup. We're back here, Joe and Jason, uh, wrapping up the third hour with Don Fletcher. Uh, we started playing this uh, uh, last week, and and you know, getting into how the system uh, is rigged against anybody that's the worker, right? It's it's set up for the business, and really uh, it, today, even more so because it's really set up for the big business. You know, he's talking about the airlines and, you know, how many of these airlines have been gobbled up by another airline, gobbled up by another. I thought about Elon Musk, right? How, you know, all the tax credits uh, that were given to Tesla to make it a, a, a viable product. And, uh, you know, a lot of very, very successful people, they all seem to say the same thing, which is, I never use my money, Right. I always use somebody else's money. And, and in the case of the government, right, they, they, where do they get their money from? Well, they either make it up or, or they take it from the citizenry, right, Jason? The government earns no money. They only tax you and take your money. Um, or like you said, they use somebody else's money. They, it's always it's, you know, a tar- it's always taxes. I mean, the, the government doesn't own anything. Once again, it's just it's exactly what he's talking about. They, they control things. So the only thing, the funny thing, Joe, is that all the information is good. Uh, he's, he's actually giving you ideas of how you can try to maneuver inside this system. He's basically telling you, probably should be a businessman on, on some level. And if it sounds like it's hard to be a businessman, he said how many times education is what makes uh, uh, economics uh, complicated. Nothing else. Right. Education right. makes it sound like it's complicated. And, and then he also talked about, you know, you know, he talked about housing. Hey, the government, you know, unless you're the five percent, right? You're not going to have a house left. Now he's a little early, right? He was a little early, you know. He almost called the housing crash, right? Because I think he was talking about like 2003. But but look at where we are right now in 2024. 
uh, not only you're you're probably somewhere in that 70 75 percent of of people in America today cannot afford to own a home, right? They 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 can't do it and and maybe it may even be 80 85 percent unless they get help from grandma and grandpa or mom and dad jason and it's good to point out joe uh, that people can't afford to buy the home if you're listening to what he's saying about how this financial system is run how the world is run they want us to own this stuff this shows you how broken it is why the financial reset is something we talk about is because if we can't do the owning so that they can be taxing us then they have a problem, right, Joe? Because people, when they don't have enough money, they start looking for answers, and they start learning about what Don is is talking about here. It's like, wait a minute, there's another way out of this thing? They don't want people to figure this out. They need to get us distracted, and they need to reset it so we can continue owning things and being taxed on everything we do. Digital currency, what's a, what, a great, what a great way to, to implement the control over the populace. So, uh, and the, the one thing with Joe, as you're saying, the information is good, but there's one thing, there's only one thing that's dated about his information I, I can tell so far. When he talks about the 5% do this, and here we are in 2024, it's more like the 1% or the less than 1% now. There's not really a 5% anymore. There's a lot more people working a lot more jobs and working inside the system we were taught in school, but there's not really 5% anymore that's taken advantage anymore, is there, Joe? Yeah, and that's that's another great point. And and also the, you know, back a generation ago, if you did go work for the man, as, as you say, right? You, you you worked there your whole life, right? You went to the the to the plant, the factory, right? And and you worked there 30, 40, 50 years, you retired, you had a pension. That's all gone now. You know, it's so rare. Uh, you know, I'm a rare breed. I'm of course, I'm a business owner. Worked here for over 20 years, but it's very rare to have people working for long. Of course, there's no more pensions anymore, right? There, there's none of those things that go along with it. Uh, today, we didn't get to it on Patreon, but the CEO of Ford today. Well, you know what? After the strike, yeah, we're going to have to really think hard about where we're going to build all our new vehicles. It's bad enough they don't build any cars in America anymore. Uh, but now he's like, well, you know, gosh, now you guys are striking and want this stuff. You know what? Uh, we're going to have to look around and, and maybe start building more of our vehicles somewhere else, right? Because uh, somebody else that we can take advantage of, right, Jason? Absolutely. And after listening to, to Don Fletcher, Joe, yeah, the, the whole term from the World Economic Forum, you will own nothing and be happy, starts to sound a little different, doesn't it, Joe? Because really that's not what they're saying. You will control nothing, and be happy that's but they don't can you imagine if you tell somebody this this is what uh, breeds all the lunatics that do all the crazy crimes that we hear about in the news you know when people have no control over anything you, you can either swim in that and just kind of be blissful in it or a lot of people they get very upset when they have no control over anything i mean first of all people like to have control over the, themselves first nobody controls me but that's fastly what we're losing and every other part of the world you have no control over and that's you know, that, that just doesn't feel comfortable when, you know, everybody has their little niche, their little area of the world, right, Joe? And, and you, you'd like to think that you control that. And very and very rapidly, there's almost no part of your existence that's that's uh, in your control. It's rapidly disappearing. It's, I think that's what they call privacy, right, Joe? You don't control. You know, you have more control if you have privacy. And who has the most privacy? Who can afford the most privacy, right, Joe? Yeah, and it's, that, that's a, you know, gosh, everything now. Right, comes with a price tag. 
Uh, and and yep. even the things you think are free, right, which come from the government, uh, Jason, there's always strings attached and a lot more strings than people, you know, they don't realize how many strings are attached to all of that. Exactly. I mean, you go back enough decades, I mean, pe- people talked about buying water, right? You know, really buying water when water was so plentiful. You know, did, people paid for it 50 years ago, but it wasn't like we pay for water now. Well, now with the, with the, you know, the, oh, oh, the world is dying. You know, it's, it's, we need green energy and a green way of looking at the world. Now they're taxing you for the air, right, Joe? Wow, we got polluted air. Uh, listen, you know, don't, don't. What's the best way to control people? Control the air, right? If, if they yep. control that, they control everything. I mean, uh, that's the beauty of global warming. We talk about controlling the money's ultimate control. Uh, controlling the air, maybe you know what? That, that's got to be right there with it. And that's what this, what Don is talking about here. About it's all about the control. Man, they can control your air. They already control our water. They already control your job, your income, all everything else. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting down to it, right, Joe? So well, let's play a little bit more. Uh, yeah, once again, if you come in late, this is Don Fletcher. It's a presentation that was recorded in 1991. I stumbled upon it uh, a couple of months ago, and it's like, man, this is one of those guys like James Traffickett, like, like uh, John F. Kennedy, guys that were making attempts to, to make the world run is better, trying to give people the information. And it seems like uh, giving the information is giving people control back, Joe, and these are the guys that suffer the consequences. Don uh, Fletcher ended up getting, being... Uh, Convicted on some charges from the IRS, put in prison, and died in prison in 2004. He was uh, in, he was put to prison in 2002 and died in 2004. I think he was 69 years old. So one of those guys uh, that was trying to do the right thing. But here, let's listen a little more as he's talking about you know where you should be uh, inside the system and how running a business is a good place to be. Having a trust, good place to be. <laughs> that really doesn't do me any harm. But it doesn't make grandkids a lot of harm because you're, you're funding the system that puts them in the funny farm, okay? So to make sure my grandchildren don't have any problem, I'm out here talking to you because the only way my grandchildren be free is if you're free. I got that one figured out. See, it's like a torch. You have to pass it on, see? If I pass this on enough, I can look my grandkids in the eye and say, hey, kid, did it for you. Okay, now, okay, my grandkids, aren't, they're 8 and 10. They're not quite sure what I'm doing yet, <laughs> but uh, they will figure it out someday, I hope. Okay. Because this is how you pass freedom on, as the Bible says, to your children and your children's children. You're supposed to give an inheritance. What type of inheritance are we giving them with all this debt? It's a negative. You know, one of the most gross uh, anti-family things I've ever seen, and I know it's done in jest, is this bumper sticker, I'm spending my children's inheritance. It's as anti-biblical as you can be because that's exactly the opposite of God's plan for his creatures. It's exactly the opposite. You see, because this is what happened in Israel in the old days, that there was an alienation between the children and their parents, and the whole nation collapsed. And one of the marks of the Messiah, the Malachi talks about, is he's going to restore the fathers to the children. This restoration takes place, you see, because right now we are not only not giving our children anything, we're piling debt on them. I mean, what a horrible thing to do to our children. The worst thing imaginable. I mean, we wouldn't think about going down and getting some poisonous toy for him. We're giving him something worse. You see, and then they make a joke out of it. We're spending their inheritance. Ha ha. 
It's nauseating. It's just the opposite of what should be going on on the planet. Exactly the opposite, you see. This thing is exactly the opposite of God's plan. You don't know where that comes from. Hey, this comes right out of the pits of hell. I'm totally convinced of it, see? Now, the way that you fight it is you expose it. Two requirements of a conspiracy. It must be secret. It must be illegal. It was against the Constitution. It was secret. Qualifies in my book as a conspiracy. Okay. The way that you get rid of it is you illuminate it. You, 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 you expose it. Because it can't exist if it's not secret. Is this fun? It can only exist as long as you don't understand it and your neighbor doesn't understand it, and he'll pay it. See, we call it an ignorance tax. It's really an income tax. You can make a lot of income and not pay it if you know something. Okay, so here we have this form now, uh, this Schedule C. Let's take a look at it. What kind of expenses could you reasonably expect to take? Okay. Well, if we ever get this board erased, <laughs> we'll get into that subject. Okay, we're going to take a look at certain expenses. Now, there's something like over 200 expenses that you're entitled to if you have a business that you're not entitled to if you don't have a business. You can find these in. You go down to the, uh, to the stationery store and get a dome book. For example, dome puts out a book on business expenses and business support. I mean, th this is not secret and esoteric data. You can find it right down at the store, okay? There are all kinds of things. So let's just go through a half a dozen. For example, you and your spouse probably have a car. Let's assume that your car, uh, uh, you drove your car 15,000 miles, and that your spouse drove the car 15,000 miles. So both of you drove the car 30,000 miles. Now, one of the things important is, is that in 1967, the Supreme Court came down with a decision that said they could not determine what a part-time business was. Because if you're in a business, you're in a business all the time, because a business is an entity. It's a legal entity. For example, does anyone here go to a part-time church? Do we have any part-time Christians here? See, even if there was a guy here, he wouldn't say anything, would he? Okay. See, <laughs> notice what the assumption is that he's in this all the time, isn't it? Isn't that fun? Because it's illegal. Now, marriage. Anybody here in a part? Well, we'll get into that. Okay, now, okay. So the assumption is that if you're married, you're married all the time. That's the legal assumption. Okay? The assumption is of the Supreme Court that if you're in a business, you're in it all the time. And so since 1967, no government publication, no IRS publication has mentioned the word part-time business because th there is no such thing in the eyes of the law. You're either in a business or you're not in a business. Is this fun? You're in a business all the time. You're in a business while you're asleep. Henry Ford goes to Europe. He goes skiing. Does he still write off his plant at Dearborn? Yes, because his presence isn't required. He's not taking that deduction because of where he is. It's who he is. He's not even taking it because of what he's doing. He goes down to Cabo San Lucas for the weekend. Does he write it off? Yeah, he may be doing some business down there someday. <laughs> but because he's a business, he writes it off. Now, naturally, the trip has to do something to the business, so he has to have receipts, he has to have records, and we'll get into that in just a minute. He has to identify that this is, in fact, a business activity. Yeah, question. Oh, you're, you're stretching. Okay. <laughs> Long day. Okay. All right. So what we have here are some interesting things. Okay. That, so now there's 30,000 miles that he and his spouse, or she and his spouse, her spouse, drive, and the gas, what is it, a dollar and a half a gallon now? So there's $4,500 at 10 miles a gallon that this guy can write off because he's got a car. Well, he had a car last year. Put say miles on. Gas may be a little more expensive. But now, not only that, he can depreciate his car, can he? he just, that portion that's used for business can depreciate it. We're just going to go 100%. Actually, we don't recommend going 90%, but it's too long to go through all the calculations. So we'll just show you quickies here. This is just a real fast one. Depreciation, okay? Let's say his... Okay, same thing. Let's say his, uh, his wife has a $12,000 car, and he has a $12,000 car. So we got $24,000 in cars. You can take about 20% of that 
the first year, roughly speaking. Okay, so you're looking about what? What are you looking at? Forty-eight hundred dollars, right? Look at this guy. He's got almost. He's got ten thousand dollars to get right off because he's got a car. <laughs> are we having fun? See, if he doesn't have the business box, he can't deduct any of this. Now, this is what's never taught. When you go even to the HR block schools, they don't spend a lot of time on the schedule. See, they spend even less time on a 1040X where you go back and you amend the returns because they're, you get paid for just filling the forms out, filling the forms out, filling the forms out. All you get is 40 bucks a form or something, pop, pop, pop. If you spend any time to explain it, you lose money. The other guys in the room make more money. So the system is set up so anybody who explains this to you is severely penalized. Besides that, he doesn't want to do the audit. Well, what else have we got? We've got your uh, meals outside the house. Breakfast, lunch, dinners, theaters, entertainment. Okay. You wouldn't leave the house anymore if it wasn't for business, would you? Do this. See? You couldn't. You, matter of fact, you couldn't. You're in business all the time, aren't you? So your meals outside the house. Breakfast, lunch, dinners, theaters, entertainment, golfing, bowling, recreation. All this stuff is, in, is somehow related to your business. You have to keep records. Next module will show records. But the expense here is very interesting because let's assume that you and your spouse each spend... Uh, $15 a day outside the house. Pretty minimal, right? Okay, so that's $30 a day times 365 is about $10,000. Now, you can take 80% of this because they cut back to 20%. I'll show you. They, they gave it actually on uh, things like depreciation and the, what they call the, the item 74 where you can expense certain things. They, so where they, where they take it away from business, they also give it back. What they do is they take it away from the individual. See? Okay, so entertainment uh, would be uh, $8,000 because you ate food outside. Well, you could also write off if food inside the house were used for your business. That would be a write-off. Well, everything you're doing, everybody's over there seeing you. You have people over for dinner. Okay, would it be reasonable to assume that 25% of your groceries are consumed by others while they're over at your house? Do this. Okay, now, what, what are you doing while others are over at your house? Well, you're eating with them, aren't you? So another 25% of your groceries are consumed by you while others are over there. Well, this brings us to the result that 50% of your groceries are used in the conduct of business. You have to keep records. We'll go through that, okay? Now, let's assume your grocery bill is $150 a week, okay, times 52. We're looking at about $7,500. Half of that, okay, about $3,700 or so is deduction. We'll call it demonstrations and training or sales promotion, whatever you want to call it, is deductible because you ate food at home. Now, come on, fess up. Some of you have been doing this all along, haven't you? Okay, now, now what you haven't been doing is deducting it. See, never am I suggesting that you spend more money. Well, you can't. You spend it all, right? <laughs> so you can't spend more money. You just reclassify what you are spending. Is this fun? See, people often ask me, they say, what does it cost to go to your seminar? I say, well, it's, it's usually free or, you know, a few bucks, but it costs you, like, uh, you know, 10000 a year to miss it. <laughs> okay? All right, then what do you got? Well, travel. Okay, anything more than 50 miles from home is business travel. Uh, it reminds me of one of our clients last fall. He and his wife, uh, uh, they ran an ad in the Honolulu Inquirer and wanted to, know, and, and, and to see if anyone wanted to be in their business. And then they flew over, and they, he said they waited for two weeks to see if anyone would answer the ad. Okay, and he came back, and he was, he was very disappointed. He said it didn't go too well, and so they had to also go again this spring. Okay, now, and so, so we had $3,000 here, okay? Okay, well, the guy was trying, you know, profit motive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just reading the book, profit motive, okay. All right, that's what it says. Okay, now, we had one fellow also that wrote off a, uh, a mobile security unit one year, we found out because it barked and ate dog food. Okay, and so if you, 
if you want to, if you have cats, you may want to have them apply to your business as sort of a, you know rodent control devices. Or if you're into birds, you may want to go for aerial surveillance. Okay, and so, so okay, so we add these things up here, and you see, with just a half a dozen things, we got what four, we got sixteen, we got twenty-four, you know, about twenty-five thousand things right here. Do you think with another hundred and ninety items, we could get to thirty, thirty-nine thousand? If you've got any problems, if you've got money left over, you can't, you can't figure out what to do. Call us, we'll help, okay? And see, Joe, I think this is where Don probably got into trouble. You missed a, a couple things, but, like, uh, I'll go over that one detail. You know, he's like, look, uh, uh, one of his clients, he uh, took an ad out for his business in uh, Hawaii. And then uh, to, to see how his business was doing in Hawaii, him and his wife took two weeks and went over there to check things out. And uh, to, to his am amazement, it didn't do too well. And... But uh, he thought he'd take another crack at it. Maybe next spring he'll, he'll go back to Hawaii and try again, right, and r writing it off. And I think a lot of these things were probably legal at one time. Uh, I don't know the tax code that well. I really try to make things very simple, fly under the radar, so to speak. I just, you know, I pay, I pay, the, the, I pay the, slave, the slave wage to, to the government right now. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm smart about how I handle my funds, but, but Joe, it's uh, – you got to be careful nowadays because this is 1991, and the IRS started coming after guys that were doing things. And like I said, the rules have changed because the IRS is is fighting to to take it from you, right, Joe? And uh, so I I don't know where the business taxes are at this point exactly versus 1991. I'm sure it's uh, a lot little a lot trickier uh, than it was. I'm gonna just say yeah. Before you do anything like that, you consult with uh, a, a tax. Uh, professional and 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 I mean that in every sense of the word you know uh, if you're looking at uh, like trust setups things like that uh, Joey can help you do that uh, my son can help you do that 602-909-9048 but even he will tell you hey uh, when you want to do some of that stuff that that's uh, you got to have a tax guide you want to be real careful especially now I mean let's face it the I Janet Yellen gets it you know, and I call her the most dangerous woman uh, possibly ever uh, when it comes to the United States. And she understands exactly what's happening. And she knows that tax enforcement, right, is coming. Uh, you cannot run two, three, four trillion dollar budget deficits. You can't pay a, tr a trillion dollars a year plus in interest payments and and, and expect a good outcome uh, and of course it was under her watch that all of a sudden it was 80 billion without well, 70 billion yeah, we're gonna hire 70 billion dollars worth of people uh, you better believe uh, that they're getting ready uh, to come and and really uh, get any every dollar they can. I think a lot of loopholes, as Jason said, a lot of loopholes from the 90s have already been closed, especially for what, what Don was talking about. Hey, let me help you out here, <laughs> right? Create a business. Maybe it's not, you. maybe you don't do a lot with it. You got a regular job and this, this and that. And hey, we can show you how to write all this stuff off and, and all of this other stuff. Uh, they've got the loopholes wide open for, for Walmart. It's wide open for Amazon. It's wide open for Apple. It's wide open for Tesla. It's not wide open for us. And it's definitely not wide open uh, for someone like Jason and I. Jason and I, we're business owners, but we're little business owners, right? It's not wide open for us. 
Uh, and of course, uh, the more you do, right, the more of these little loopholes you try to, to jump through, right, the, the better chance you're going to get the wrong person's attention. Uh, so, so make sure uh, you always consult with, with a tax professional. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, and uh, we may play a little more of the video. You know, he's obviously going into the, the things you can think of, and we don't really need to have a, a tax lesson. We may play a little more of the video depending on how the show finishes off. Uh, the commercial will come on here in a minute, and we'll start uh, running regular programming. But uh, if you want to call in, this is a great day. If you anything, if you lit the show from last week that you heard uh, on Monday or Wednesday or today's show, if you have any questions, you have any uh, comments, uh, this is a great time to call in. Uh, the number is 877 877- Five three six thirteen sixty. One more time. It's eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. Give us any comments on uh, what you think about what you heard, and and uh, it's uh, it's it's interesting information. It's not just interesting. Interesting. It's it's factual information, John, that people really need to hear. Because as he said many times in all three of the hours we played, uh, we don't learn this stuff. You just don't learn this stuff. In fact, you go through school. Uh, and you learn for years and years, as, as Don said, to be adjusted so that you don't know this stuff. Because what did Rockefeller say for many years? Competition is a sin, Joe. They don't really want anyone else knowing what they're doing, right? You know, you'd almost think if, if, if uh, oh, this was so important, uh, this would be taught in high school, right? They, they, you would have uh, this being taught to you then, right? For sure, this would be a major college class even, right? The Half Empty Cup of Joe. We'll be back right after the break. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. A lot of radio stations can boast about having two, three, even 500,000 listeners. But what they don't tell you is that their average listener only listens for four minutes. And if they're listening to music, they're constantly changing the channel. Same old boring commentary. Or as soon as a commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have some of the longest continuous listener minutes in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial as soon as a commercial 
commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss one second of their favorite programs. Advertise with AM 1360 KHNC and have your message heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We have the best rates in Colorado. So call us at 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham and Associates, LLC at Up Joe and Jason, 877-536-1360, and we'll kind of just uh, open it up to whatever it is uh, that you would like to talk about today, uh, whether it's Don Fletcher from today, uh, any of the previous Don Fletcher, uh, or anything else that, that you may want to uh, uh, talk about. And, and, you know, we sit here... When we're talking about uh, taxes and being careful and Janet Yellen. And, of course, we've learned over the last couple of weeks, Jason, that now the Treasury, uh, their their agency, their enforcement agency, spying on the American public and, and uh, again, using uh, the key words, uh, a lot of it conservative, but even, uh, you know, they say, well, we were doing stuff like Biden and other keywords. It wasn't just, you know, MAGA and Trump and guns, you know. But uh, I will say this. Uh, the government is now being accused of hiding documents uh, that incriminate the intelligence community for illegal spying and election interference, you know, going back uh, to, uh, you know, the things that were going on with Trump and I think probably Trump and Obama. Uh, but it, it's one of these things where I think a lot of people, Jason, are starting to figure out uh, the government has gotten way too big. They are way too powerful. And there are way too many little nooks and crannies. It seems like every agency has some kind of enforcement agency uh, that's doing some kind of spying on somebody. That's right, Joe. And, and uh, some of the things that we talk about that look like a, a danger to us, like the, the, the central bank digital currencies, are also avenues for freedom. There are, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn about all this stuff 
as much as I can because there are, you know, as much as there is slavery in some of these technologies, there's also freedoms. The Internet probably is one of the most important things that kept this system from rolling over the top of us in the last 20 years. You know, the Internet is, is massively valuable to slowing down what happened. I mean, Joe, you did – I can't remember all the, the years that you were doing shows, but I know in the 1990s you had, you know, they had the, uh, the Amero – they wanted to have the, the Euro version of American currency. And the Internet and, and, and things got up and rolling in the 90s and really started to push forward in the 2000s. And, and, and I think just enough people learned just enough stuff to, to keep the, you know, there's just enough pessimism. People are really, really getting uh, a little fed up with uh, those that make all the decisions. And when stuff like this, if people would just look, can you imagine if just, I don't know, a half million people watched that three-hour presentation, Joe, how, how this country would change? almost overnight how quickly that would be the that video right there uh, just a hundred thousand Americans that, that understand things you know relatively well how quickly that would become the most viral video across the internet because people would be like hey look here's some information that's well presented and it tells you exactly what's going on and uh, unfortunately Joe uh, we're doing the best we can here on, on KHNC you know in uh, KHNC.com 1360KHNC.com but there's only so much one radio station or one website can can do. So, we'll, you, know, you guys out there, there's there's lots of ways to, to tell tell your don't be don't be afraid to tell your friends and family that are not like minded. You know, hit them with a comment. Say, you know, that job you're working that you've been doing. You know, do you feel a little bit like a rat in a wheel? You know, give them the, give them the little rat uh, representation. You know, about how you just spin in place all the time, and the difference between you and the rat is that if you open the door to the cage, the rat runs away, and you just keep on going to your cage. It's, it's, it's not a pleasant thing to be told, but if if there's a big disagreement and a conversation starts, you could say, well, go on over to Bitchute. Uh, it's uh, it's Don Fletcher. It's called How the Financial World Will Collapse. Don Fletcher presentation, 1991. Look it up. And then come back and tell me if you still are arguing with me. So there's, these are these are ways that I try to get people to, to, to open up a little bit that are, that are really close to this information because most people they they're blissfully ignorant. They don't really want responsibility. They're kind of happy uh, in their wheel. But we got callers coming in. If you want to call in and and, and get on the air, eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. You can also text and give us a message. Uh, Doctor Victor Stearns, thank you, man, for coming on again with us. Uh, what is your comment or question today? Well, you know, I like the presentation of about the taxes, and there's a lot of ways to write off in a business. But, you know, when you start a business, what do you have to do first? You have to spend all this money on getting licensed, certified, all this stuff to go into business. And I'd like to come on with you sometime and talk about how they drain generational wealth from the people. And taxes is just one of them. But there's other ways. All your licenses and all the stuff you have to get is just another tax. You know, most people go into business, they want to do it the right way. I was in business in the uh, fabrication and still erecting business. And my state, my state comp insurance was so high and we never had an accident. And every year they'd raise it 3000 just because they could if I wanted to stay in business. But, you know, all these regulations, you think Walmart, you think Amazon, you think they do all these regulations? They have them, but the big businesses, they don't comply with them. 
<laughs> I'll tell you what, Victor. I, I did. I did give you the invite. It was last year, sometime to, to be a guest on the show. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get a phone call out there. You're you're one of the guys I'd love to have as a, as a guest on one of our one of our spots on the on the calendar. So I'll, I'll get you that call, man. Because you're right. All this stuff that you're saying and, and what we presented today, it's it's important information to be known. So uh, thank you for the call, uh, Joe. Did you have a, a comment before we go to the next caller? Well, I need to just you know he he's so right. It, it, it's incredible. Uh, the amount of fees, and, and then uh, it, it's like a yearly thing, right? Hey, well, this fee went up, and that fee went up, and this fee went up, and that, and, and next thing you know, hey, you know what? I, I'm paying 20 different fees, especially uh, a company like Patriot. We got offices in two different states. Holy, it, it's incredible how much more uh, work you have to do. And, of course, everything, it's always the same. How much do we got to pay, right? Because no matter what they say or what they do, it's you guys got to pay or you've got to pay more. Absolutely true. That's 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 correct. Uh, 877-536-1360 is the number to call. I'll see you. Glenn, we're probably going to get hit by the break, but go ahead and give give us a start, Professor. I'll, I'll be quick. Did you, you talk about the enforcement agencies? You know that the Department of Education has its own SWAT team? as does NASA down at Cape Canaveral. They have their own SWAT team. Why do they need a SWAT team? Are they going to Ma- come, like, NASA has a SWAT team. Like, if, you, if, a, if a seagull gets too close to the rocket, are they going to shoot it before they – I mean, this is so stupid. We can have a spy balloon fly completely across our country, but we have SWAT teams at NASA and at the Department of Education. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, NASA also oh. is the, num- the number one uh, the number one buyer of, of helium, too, uh, Glenn. Yeah, they also get most of the rocket engines, well, they used to, from Russia, because we couldn't launch our own rocket. That was Professor Glenn. Thanks for the call. Uh, we got more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I'll work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin's son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. 
Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. Seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. The call and or text line. And uh, before we get right back to Glenn, I may this may be the best text that I've gotten ever uh, because it's it's simple and it's so true. And the texter said, "I should have said this yesterday when Chris was in." For the liberals that are worried, what Trump will do if elected. This should tell you that government has too much power. I mean, amen. Amen right there, right? Oh, my gosh. We're so, what, what's he going to do? That should tell all of us. Well, obviously, the government has too much power, Jason. Yeah, I am not a big fan of federal government. The federal government uh, sh- should be just slashed and burned down to the ground. Uh, I, I would I – would, go as far as to say if if the if we had one choice to have the the federal government we have now or have a completely empty void no federal government we would be much better off having no federal government because we could rebuild it the way we want glenn if what would you do in that in that situation glenn would you no government at all from the federal or or uh, or what we got today which one would you rather have Oh, maybe Glenn must have hung up. Glenn might have hung up, Joe. But uh, Glenn, if you're there, I'll, I'll put you back on. I'm gonna have him call back in. But yeah, the the, the texter Joe was very that's very well put. Very, I mean, you could switch that around uh, uh, if 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 Biden was coming into office or Obama's coming into office or Bush is. You could put anybody any anybody being elected. Yeah, that's that's exactly that. The fear that the other guy's going to win should not uh, should, should tell you right there that there's something wrong. You know, so, something very, very wrong. Because I don't, I don't remember even, even the days of Reagan. Like when I was younger, watching some of the elections show, I didn't remember any of the kind of fear and craziness. Even though we were already uh, were down the river, so to speak, the fear of who's going to get elected in the news cycle. They didn't. They weren't having everybody paralyzed with fear just on the the presidential election. Not to this level. I, I know people are freaked out and they they want their guy to win, but it's 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 like life and death now. The way they act on the news. Sorry, I got to turn my mic on the fear card. I mean, that's that's the card, right? I mean, that that's exactly it. Everything is an emergency. Everything is oh my, it's so horrible, it's so scary. Everybody run for your lives, run for your lives and and this is kind of how we've settled in here and and the government, let's face it, you know, when we talk about uh deception 
you know our government's been behind a lot of this deception. They create, uh, they're great at creating the fear because the one thing they've realized, you know, and I say it all the time, you know, in, in, in the gold business, when do, when do, uh, when does Patriot do the best? Fear and greed, right? In other words, you're scared and gold's going up. That's always the best, right? But it, it, outside of that, which is better, greed or fear? And the answer is fear, right? People uh, will do just about anything. If you scare them enough, they will surrender everything. Look, yeah. at, look at what they have. They actually put out fake science. Then Clyde, well, we don't know where it came from. It just kind of happened out there. And you still, to this day, have 50% of the population that probably still believes in masking and social distancing, even though it's not real. And the reason is fear. Yes. And then that's correct, Joe. Um, you know, one of the things that Don Fletcher was talking about is, you know, hey, if you own a business, you have a, a situation that might be more beneficial to you. Why don't more people own businesses, Joe? Fear of failure, fear of the unknown. They say, I don't, I don't know if I should do this. What a risk. Oh, no, no, the responsibility and this and that. And all I have to... Right. Or you can just keep on letting, getting your, ta your tax return and feeling like you did really well with your tax return at the end of the year, which he eloquently said, look, your, ta your tax 20, your, your obligation is 18. You get a $2,000 tax return. You feel real great about yourself. You take a little vacation and, and, and you just, you just, you just, basically are running yourself that 40 40 number joe 40 hours a week 40 years of your life and you end up with, you know end up broke the whole time it's it's a sad thing and those that are in control know this what joe just said about the fear you know we've talked about fear so many times from the same time frame of don fletcher's presentation 1991 this is uh, henry kissinger i've read this quote a couple of times but it's it's worth it's worth repeating it's it's him being asked at the at the bilderberg meetings by the way one of those you know the big club meetings uh, asked about uh, the, the riots in Los Angeles, the, you know, the Los Angeles riots. He said, today Americans would be outraged if U.N. troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. Tomorrow they will be grateful. This is especially true if they were told there was an outside uh, threat from beyond, uh, whether real or not, that threatened our very existence. It is then that the people, all peoples of the world, will pledge with their world leaders to de deliver us from this evil. The one thing every man fears is the unknown. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to them by their world government. Henry Kissinger. I mean, it's exactly what we've been listening to the whole hour, the whole two hours we've been doing the show, Joe. Yeah, and, and again, this has been going on a lot longer uh, than Henry Kissinger, a lot longer uh, than yep. Don Fletcher, uh, but but he was the one, uh, at least uh, for that time, uh, trying to get the word out of what the system really has created. And it's interesting because he talks about uh, innovation, right? The, the There's going to be less and less innovation the yep. more they take, right? The the more they take, that's the, the less innovation. That's the dark ages, be, Joe. Right. That's the dark ages. Everything just freezes in place. The haves and the have-nots get separated, and there's no middle class. That's exactly what what we've been talking about, Joe. Sometimes when I say dark ages, well, the dark ages was hundreds of years after the Roman Empire fell. 
we're headed right for it. We're headed right for it. I, and, and in a modern age, I don't see uh, the world just moves a lot faster in my estimation for, from my understanding of history. And uh, I, Joe, I just, I'm kind of like uh, George Orwell. He talked about George Orwell. He said the problem with George Orwell, he didn't read the Bible, but George Orwell didn't see a way out. I don't see a way out now. I see a way out, but it's going to be a while, and I just see a stagnant, non-innovative future, Joe. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Mountain High Floors has been Northern Colorado and Southern Wyoming's floor experts for over 30 years. Whether you need new hardwood, sand and finish, laminates, or tile and stone, Mountain High Floors will give you the unsurpassed quality and service you deserve. We do residential, commercial, and custom work. Call 970-545-2844, mention KHNC, and get a 10% discount up to $200. Again, that's 970-545-2844. Oh, in the game. Hey folks, The Rev here. Urban Survival is more than just a well-stocked pantry. It's preparations for contingencies that separate winners from losers. Be sure to attend the Longmont Survival Expo, March 2nd and 3rd at the Boulder County Fairground. It's Northern Colorado's premier event featuring thousands of survival products and subject matter experts. The event will be held in the Exhibit Building at 9595 Nelson Road, Longmont, Colorado. Phone number 970-581-5231. Here's a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy Final segment here on the Half Empty Cup of Joe in 1360 KHNC. And uh, this just hitting the tape here and why it's so important uh, stations like this out there. Uh, George Soros and uh, his son and his businesses have acquired the debt of audacity, audacity, uh, owns 235 radio stations. They were having, you know, like all the big radio stations, you know, they're having all their problems. Uh, in the f- 48 media, 48 states uh, in the United States, the second largest broadcaster behind iHeart under the bankruptcy plan, uh, existing shareholders will be wiped out. Uh, but George Soros, 
uh, has about a now uh, a 40% stake in the key, uh, company's uh, senior debt. Uh, while it is not a majority, uh, it effectively makes him by far the largest shareholder in Jason. This is kind of what we're talking about. The uh, the government and, and allies uh, acquiring the media, all the big media players, uh, it, it's smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, the, the controls that they try to put on the Internet, right, the government uh, trying to control the information out there. And, Jason, this is a, another great example of the illusion of freedom. Because you're like, wow, look at all the channels I've got. I've got got 20 or 30 stations I can listen to. And then you realize, well, gosh, they're owned by two companies, right? They're owned by three companies, and they're all saying the exact same thing. Interesting that he would uh, take such an interest in uh, such a, a dinosaur as radio, all right? Must be something important for him to want to put his money in there. You know, you got it. You got it. the first question you got to ask is not about profitability or where, where can he benefit uh, financially. When it comes to wanting to buy something as old as uh, an old uh, a medium as radio, uh, something important is there. Yeah, this is this is the guy that likes to change the fortunes of government so that his currency trading goes in his favor because he's a big currency trader. That's how he loves making money. And when he can shake up a country really hard, the currency goes down. He makes a lot of money. So why get into radio? What kind of currency is going on here, Joe, that he wants to deal with? Uh, he's, uh, there's definitely a, there's a reason he wants it, Joe. There's a reason that he wants to be involved. Well, I'll say this, uh, and it's here, right? It's, you know, George Soros, renowned for taking down uh, the currencies of foreign countries. Uh, is, it, is there a major currency move coming to the United States? And that's why he's doing this. I, I would say maybe. Uh, and I would also say it's probably politically motivated, right, uh, and, and financially motivated. That's, that's Soros' M.O. Yeah, because I don't even know who besides radio. I, like, there's, there's some guys on, on the, uh, the Internet, but there's not a lot of people talking uh, this this digital dollar coming is, is in in the ways that we're talking about it, Joe. So there are radio. We're not the only radio station that will talk about this part of it. So yeah, if you're talking currencies, I could see taking the the biggest detractors out of the picture. I can I wonder what these what the programming on these radio stations is turning into. Why do I get the feeling really bad old music or something is going to be uh, on the slate for a lot of these radio stations, Joe? And what kind of programming is he going to put in place? I mean, or you know what? How many? How many? What number of these stations are going to be fleeced and taken down hard? You know, what you said, two hundred some radio stations. What is that going to actually end up being, Joe? Yeah, exactly. God bless everybody. Alex Jones coming up next. Take care. We'll be back tomorrow for one final show for the week. Do something. Stop bitching. Do something. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today.
All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 